0: In other words, I want people to understand what I'm saying. China, Iran, and Russia, and the United States are working together in Ukraine on these bio labs. They were part of coronavirus, as I'll lay it out. It was an international conspiracy. And I haven't, I haven't been able to trace this yet, but I'm sure it's under the World Economic Forum. So th- this is stunning unto itself. I mean, this is admission from the DOD. This is nothing I have to interpret. We're involved in a corrupt nation with neo-Nazis, with the Russians, Chinese, and most of all, the Iranians. No wonder the freaking Israelis hate us so much now. And so we're involved in this program. This goes back into the Obama years. And the reason they tried to impeach him over it was, how dare you go after us in Ukraine? Because Trump was after this information, I guarantee you. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure out this is what he was grilling Zelensky on. And I think Zelensky, my guess is, just from what I know about the forces involved here, Zelensky backed off from helping him because he didn't want to get assassinated. And I want to get this out in the open right now because my kid is not going to die in their war. He's not going to sign up, he's not going to be drafted, and every American needs to say the same thing.
1: Did you know that over 900 plus diseases are simply due to nutrition? That problems such as heartburn, insomnia, asthma, infertility, dementia, Alzheimer's, thyroid disease and so many more can be solved if you just correct your mineral or vitamin deficiencies? ControlYourHealth.care has answers for you for these ailments and so many more that is based on decades of research including over 26,000 autopsies. 10 million blood chemistries by over 15,000 holistic doctors and scientists. You will see how the right highly absorbable nutrients that your body is craving will make a huge difference in how you feel. Start now on a journey towards superior health that will literally change your life. For the month of March, we've extended the email only offer to all my listeners. And so you can save up to 20% by using the codes on the screen or the codes below at ControlyourHealth.Care. Remember, use the codes below and save up to 20% at ControlyourHealth.Care. You can also find that at sarahwestall.com under shop.
0: We need to talk about Tulsi Gabbard before we close because I got a couple things to say. But she did say one thing, I agree with. Uh, two days ago, I forget whose show she was on, but she said this administration is basically telling the American people to go f themselves, which they are. And and she's correct about that. But I want to issue a Tulsi Gabbard warning here. I really want your audience to hear this. Tulsi Gabbard is for partial birth abortion. She is, uh, and really that's, in my book, that's horrendous. Uh, she's for gun confiscation, and that's surprising since she was a veteran. Uh, she's for all of these liberal causes, and she was trained by Klaus Schwab and the Young she's Leaders Program. She's one of those. Yeah, she's, she's one, of, one, them. Of, was, she's she one of them She was also
1: on the Council of Foreign Relations, which there is. There you go. There you go.
0: Yeah. But let me, let, just to finish this thought, She's now being paraded out on conservative shows like Tucker Carlson every week. She's on every week. And she's saying, God, country, apple pie, Democrats, bad, Democrats, terrible. Um, Let me tell you where this is leading. I'll give you the bottom line and we can backtrack from this. Uh, Oh, by the way, I should mention this too. She spoke at CPAC, which is unheard of, but (laughs) I just found this out this morning from Paul Preston. The leader of CPAC got a $183,000 donation, and the next day he invited Tulsi Gabbard to speak. I guarantee the money came from George Soros. Mm. It's her way, their way. Now, here's what her goal is. I'm telling you, she is a Trojan horse. In 1912, and this is what she's trying to imitate, you had Taft and Roosevelt split the Republican vote so that one of the worst presidents in American history, Woodrow Wilson, that brought us the graduate income tax, the Federal Reserve, and all the other nonsense— he gets in because of a split Republican vote. Yep. I guarantee you if we have a 2024 election, she's cozying up to conservatives now by changing her public stripes so people will follow her. And if she polls 10 percent or 20 percent, it could be enough to swing an election. I guarantee you they're grooming her to be an independent candidate in 2024. She's fake. She's phony. She's not a conservative. She is who she's always been. And, and the CPAC head, like I said, got bribed to have her in. He's dirty. Uh, don't ever pay attention to CPAC again, folks. He is dirty. $183,000, and Paul Preston and I both believe that came from George Soros. That's our belief. But it's not a coincidence he got this the day before Tulsi Gabbard was invited to come to CPAC.
1: Wow. She gave a great speech, but that doesn't mean anything, does it?
0: Well, I look at it like this. It was, gee, I understand the Constitution, and I'll tell you what I know i mean that's that's how i interpret her speech i mean a, a, and she says things i agree with now and if i didn't know her history i'd go oh i could get behind her i like her uh but i know what she's been and people don't change not like that
1: no oh dave what? these people what? are so can you hear me yeah i hear you i was gonna say these people are so corrupt I just so sad um, what you've just shared with the public or with my audience is absolutely incredible. I, I'm going to have to take a few days here just to kind of soak it all in. I mean, I can't, all this stuff I've got this morning, you know, the Biden stuff, the Hunter Biden stuff, you and the Russian, Iranian, um, and the Ukrainian bioweapons labs, the the, the the fact that there's they found 25 labs now proof of 25 labs in ukraine is the report i got i mean all of this is coming to me this morning it's i'm going to have to soak it in and see what it means i i think there's a disturbing triangle here i want to understand Russia's role russia's role i mean i knew the u.s was involved in all this stuff right and fauci and things i mean whether now you have the evidence you have the smoking gun But the Iran-Russia connection, I want to understand more about what this means about Russia and what their role is and why. Because now they just, it doesn't make sense. Or is this total theater just for the reset? Because every single time, like I said, every single time there's a monetary reset over the last hundred and so years, there's been a war or a major crisis like this. So they can bring it in the reset. It makes it easier.
0: It was announced yesterday that Biden was pursuing the U.S. getting into cryptocurrency.
1: Yes. That's
0: great reset. That's digital currency. That's great reset
1: material. Yes, it is. And, a, and, 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 and it's it's not just a U.S. digital currency, even though he said that. He's going to say that, and then it's going to be a worldwide did, central bank digital controlled currency. Go ahead.
0: Well, like I said, Putin was partners with this biolab. Uh, something happened to turn him against yes. everything and I'm going to go yes. back to a quote Putin said that was pretty nondescript but now I understand it he said it's interesting when you talk about Ukraine Biden doesn't want me to tell what I know and he said I just may have to invade Ukraine and reveal what I know I guarantee this is part of it absolutely guarantee it
1: well that's and- why I want to know that's exactly my point I want to know what happened here and you're getting well, to exactly I can tell you, my let, question. Let's go
0: back. Let, let's, let's lay this out very clearly because this is exactly what is going on. The Minsk Agreement has been violated. NATO's moving eastward. Ukraine's leaning in that direction. They yep, want to be yep. part of the EU, and and Putin is saying, like hell, you got bio labs in your country. We may have got rid of your nukes. in the the 1989 agreement, but you got your bio labs there? Uh Uh-uh, not this close to Moscow you're not.
1: Well, but that shows that he gives a crap about his country. I mean, our country, the United States, we don't, these guys don't care about us. So that says something different about Putin than it does about all these other guys.
0: Well, I think you're right. But but now Putin is, is committed to his course of action, and he will not stop with Ukraine. People, no, he will, I promise you, Latvia and Lithuania will be next. Guaranteed.
1: Well, he said in a in a speech that his goal is to return the Russian Empire, not to Stalin, Lenin, communism stuff, but before the fall of the Tsar and the Russia, before, you know, their greatness before communism. That's what he wants.
0: <laughs> I never I'm just saying that's... Mean. Yeah. If that's his vision of greatness, it's a pretty low standard.
1: Well, that's what he said, though.
0: Russia has always been a nation, without exception, that power rules. Leaders typically don't leave in one piece, or if they do, they don't stay that way for very long. In the modern era, it hasn't been as bad, but Russia kills its own. They've done it over and over and over. And Putin before, you know, and and these people out there that are standing up for Putin, uh, according to journalistic organizations, Russia leads the world in Putin murdering journalists, 126 to date.
1: Yeah, well, he also murders his competition in elections.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. But he is a total thug. KGB, and then he went Russian mafia, which they all did at the at the fall of uh, the Soviet Union, and, and you have basically a mafia in Russia, but I will tell you there's a check and balance on Putin, they almost took him out of power uh, when Ukraine first fell, he disappeared for 10 days. I even wrote an article and put a milk carton as the picture and said, 1-800-WHERE'S-PUTIN. I mean, he was totally <laughs> disappeared for 10 days. And then, then he he resurfaced. I guarantee you the oligarchs read him the riot act. I promise you that if he gets bogged down in Afghanistan 2, 2.0 in Ukraine, they will assassinate him. By the way, the, the word I'm getting from military people I talk to, they believe uh, Putin has cancer.
1: Oh, huh.
0: He has nothing to lose, is what they're telling me.
1: Wow. Well, why is he? I still have a question of what happened, how they were all in bed together on these bioweapons. And then suddenly Putin said, OK, we care about our people. You know, some something else is going on. I mean, maybe they legitimately do. Well,
0: it. if Ukraine goes to the West, that's a direct threat against Russia. So Ukraine's a buffer. OK, to get but this. But you know
1: what I'm saying? It's yeah, like I do. They... OK, go ahead.
0: I'll, I'll explain it this way. Katsas gun. You had these people ready to overthrow a weak, corrupt leader there. And what does Putin do? He sends in the Spetsnaz and the paratroopers and they shoot protesters on site. Absolutely. You're out of your home. We're going to shoot you. This is martial law. And now they own that country because that leader is beholding and as a puppet to Putin. And he had Ukraine under his thumb at one time, too. Uh, Ukraine had a Russian uh, friendly government and they were puppets and they lost that and when ukraine began to move to the west and it looked like they're going to become not neutral and they're a military threat they're no longer a buffer well that's sending him over the edge
1: and he decided that the world economic forum involvement is less important than his own country uh, you know because biden and company they their involvement with the world economic forum they've shown that that's more important than the us so putin has decided that that his country is yep. more important than, you know, he's a nationalist. There, that's a big no, difference. I, I, or, think he's
0: a, I think he's arrived at that square because if he has terminal cancer, like what I've been told, okay. then he's thinking about leaving his legacy. And if he can be the guy that restored the former Soviet Union in terms of uh, geopolitics and territory, then he goes down as a hero. He built Russia back. And, and I think that's his motivation. Uh, he was trained in the Young Leaders Program at the World Economic Forum. By yep. the way, they've erased, they've erased the page yep.
1: there. They've taken that down.
0: Putin's off script right now. He's off script from the World Economic Forum, which is why they had to take him down. So uh, you said Putin's a nationalist. I agree. But it's not born out of love for country. It's born out of love for self because he wants a legacy.
1: Well, I would agree with that, but I I suppose when it comes to why he's doing it, it probably doesn't matter when it comes to politicians. If he cares about building up his country back to something great, then who cares if it's because he's some selfish goon or... I mean, at some point when we're looking at how bad all all these people are, but I do question there's something that happened that caused him to snap and become not aligned. And our people are... Decided they'd rather be aligned with the World Economic Forum than with our country
0: The World Economic Forum has taken the place of the Council on Foreign Relations the Trilateral Commission and the Bilderberg um, It is now the central planning authority for the world Yep, and um, they're the kind of like the executive head of the New World Order the World Bank and the IMF for the financial heads That's like the Secretary of Treasury so to speak but uh, and the UN will become the military enforcement arm and China will be the main force of that. I mean, I can see clearly how they're setting this up.
1: Yeah, and they have, no, they have no alliance, allegiance to their own countries. They only have allegiance to the World Economic Forum and their role in that, and they just happen to have power in these respective countries to implement their world-dominant program. That's what I
0: see. Okay, now, go back to what I used to write 10 years ago. And I used to publish quotes from globalists. We need to reduce the population of the earth by 90%. And uh, all these quotes centered around that kind of thing. Um, And uh, I remember Ted Turner, he said exactly that to Audubon Magazine in 1997. And he turned around and gave $50 million to the UN in the same year. So these people are all tied into this. They want population reduction. And and what people don't realize, this is another discussion for another time. We should probably do a follow-up on this. Yeah. But what, what ended up happening, uh, Sarah, is is this, is transhumanism is the next greatest thing. Um, they're killing off the human race with the vaccines. And and that's another show for another time, because I could develop this very easily and have tons of proof. But they 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 know they're gonna kill off a lot of humanity. The lifespan's gonna go down. By the way, since the, uh, the lockdown started in the United States, we've lost two years off our lifespan. And that's not an accident. But they're gonna have dramatic reduction in lifespan. They're gonna have a lot of death. And see, it's not that they just can outright try to kill you using the power of government, because people would rise up. So they got to do it through wars and vaccines and diseases they create. And, and this is how they get to population reduction, because here's the bottom line. They only want 500 million at most. Some people say even less because they're transitioning into transhumanism, which is the marriage between humans and machines in which they're trying to attain, obtain some level of immortality. And they want a servant class left over that will serve them so they want to dumb them down they want people who are totally subservient the guy you should interview about this is uh, is Patrick Wood Um, he is the expert on what we call technocracy which is the kind of like the political engineering arm of transhumanism and I'll just tell you this real quickly I've got a friend named Vance Davis he used to be in the NSA we became friends in 1993 and he wrote a book I, I read, and I don't think it was widely published, but the book basically said that um, he quoted the Bible, but it wasn't, he didn't use scripture or uh, references, but he told the biblical story. In his NSA training, they were taught that there was a war in the cosmos, the bad guys lost, they were cast to earth. This is Genesis 6.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and that uh, they basically wanted to capture the soul, but they weren't able to. So they were going to embark on the project of changing human beings. Well, Vance is telling me this story. This is transhumanism. But that term transhumanism was not in vogue then. He's telling me about the plot that he was told about by NSA trainers in the 1980s, and in 1993, he's telling me the same story. And in the late 90s, I heard transhumanism for the first time. And I go, oh, my God, that's what Vance was telling me. So this is ultimately where they're going with this.
1: You know, the problem is I don't think that people are aware or smart enough. And I'm, I'm maybe I'm being pessimistic to solve this. We, I, I think there's a small number. But, you know, Kevin Annette, who I love dearly, said, Sarah, we don't need everybody understanding this we only need one percent and then we lead people out of this because we're not going to get everybody to understand but we got to get them to follow because if we don't we're screwed pretty much and that that's you don't need everybody but we sure the heck need people willing understanding enough so that we can we can stop this i mean this is the end of I'm the more I see the more I realize this really is this serious and I don't know if they have all the abilities that they're talking about yet I don't I don't know I think scientists are notoriously overly optimistic and they brag about stuff and think it's better than it is that's just how they they are I mean I, I you know I've met and been around I am one I know what they do well yeah you know, I, I, okay. go ahead yeah. No,
0: go ahead, Sarah. They're a lot farther along than they're a lot farther along than you realize.
1: No, I, I, and, and no. Here's I, what I go ahead. I was
0: going to say that they can cure diseases and conditions that the average person has no idea of, and, I, and I'll tell you where this was portrayed in the media. And I think this is a form of predictive programming in the first show of the Hunger Games trilogy, which really, really was four different movies. Um, They had part one and part two for one of the series. But in part one, when the gladiators that were conscripted to fight in the games to the death, they went to Capital City. uh, They got gifts by sponsors. They had sponsors for their uh, combat um, prowess. And the technology was far above and beyond anything they had ever seen. They had no idea. And this is what the globalists have right now.
1: I know, you know, I've covered a lot of, uh, uh, you know, with frequency and quantum frequency and all this stuff. There is so much technology. We can solve a lot of our issues. What I'm talking about is being able to take over their soul and some of the real advanced stuff they're saying about locking our soul in a cavity, which I think they can do some of that. That's sad. But I don't think they can create clones. I don't think I think they don't
0: can, know about the clones. I but don't I can tell you about what you just said.
1: They, I I think they can they can lock us in a digital framework and then control us and take away our free will. I think they could do that. That's there you that's go. That's enough. That's
0: exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, that's I enough. I interviewed Clay. I interviewed Clay Clark about a week ago, and Clay had a PowerPoint presentation we did on my TV show. And he was quoting Harari in his own words. He would play clips of what this man was saying. And he's the right-hand man to Klaus Schwab. And he was saying, free will is a thing of the past. And we went through the science of how they erase
1: your, your free will. Yeah, and I understand that. I mean, that's my background, you know, the computer science, everything else. And I've been studying all this stuff for years now. And I do think they can take away your free will. I don't think they can do all the stuff that they're talking about yet, though. I don't think they can lock your soul for eternity and all these things. I think they want to, but I don't think they can. They haven't mastered the soul. No, they haven't. They won't. Yes.
0: See, that's why transhumanism evolved. This is what I learned from Vance Davis. Okay. Because they couldn't capture the soul when they came to Earth, they decided to modify the human being. And they want to change the human being. See, this is a war, you know... And sorry people, this offends you This is a war between good and evil So the war between good and evil works this way You have Satan And you have the side that Jesus is on And on the satanic side Because they can't get the soul They want to ruin God's prized creation Which is mankind By changing the human being so much It's not even recognizable And killing off most of them This is satanic Transhumanism is born of satanism
1: yeah. And, and they're going to sell it as, cause there's some good aspects of it, right? I mean, there's some good things you can get as blind person to see again. I mean, there's so many great things you can do if you use technology in a way to, to help people in a loving manner, but there, this isn't what they're talking about. And that's a scary part. But I do think that knowing scientists, that they're going to exaggerate what they can do at the moment. And I, cause I, I have a show that's coming out on this exact topic and I've been thinking about it a lot and how I can cushion it for people and what's really going on. Cause I know the exact, um, what you and Clay did. I know the exact person I've watched and published all this stuff, or at least I've, um, watched it all. I'm just not ready to say personally, we're all in different places. This is hard. You know, we're all in different spots here. um, trying to understand and make sense of it. And it's a very difficult thing. But I'm just not ready to say that they have this master as much as they think they do. But that being said, um, we've already watched them take away a lot of our free will with this coronavirus. They, they did that yeah. already with the mass with the masses. And the masses are too clueless to know what happened to them.
0: When I mean, you can get people to drive in a car with their mask on and they're by themselves, that's a pretty amazing feat of mind control. But um, the, we started down this track because you asked me, what can the people do? I don't think there's necessarily a political decision of a solution If there was, they would take away the elections, which I think they're planning to do anyway. And so ultimately it comes down to this. And this is, I had a conversation the other night with two people that work in the Pentagon and my prime military source. And the three of us talked until the wee hours of the morning. And what came out of the conversation was this, that, what we talk about like here, you and me, this is beyond the average person. I mean, would take them years to catch yeah, up yeah. to arrive at the conclusions we have. And it's not that we're that much smarter than anybody else. It's like they're entering the first grade and we're in graduate school for what we've studied. So it's just a difference in experience, not necessarily intelligence or ability. So what's going to motivate people to overthrow the and throw off the shackles of the globalists? Well, if it's possible, and we're not in the end days, if we're in the end days, that's already been pre-programmed, I just tell people, read the book of Revelation. But if we're not in the end days, then what happens to get people to motivate is when they can't put shoes on their kids' feet, they don't have enough to eat, uh, life is one big you know poop pile, and they, they have no recourse but to pick up a gun. And then we had this discussion, the military people and I had this discussion, what will the military do? Well, I learned this, and I was kind of pleased to hear this. Millie and the Joint Chiefs may be supporting Biden, but they're not supported by most of the military and that the military will take a decided turn. But they already know that Biden will bring in the U.N. and foreign troops, and that will be the Civil War. So it'll be up to the people to be like Ukrainians and arm themselves and help our military in that fight. That day is coming.
1: I think you're And and so
0: the solution to this, if we win, the solution to this is going to be militaristic. And I'm not advocating it for it, so FBI stay home. I'm not answering the door when you knock anyway. But uh, So I'm not advocating for revolution. I'm just saying this is the general consensus of what people think will happen in the face of this tyranny. Humanity won't totally go down without a fight. Whether or not that fight can be successful is determined by how quickly this happens and if the militaries of the world side with their people. And I think a lot of the militaries will. But there'll be a split you'll have the military fighting the military and foreign troops and i should mention this before we go the kigali principles it's an illegal treaty with the u.n and you have to have a treaty approved in the senate by two-thirds of the vote which wasn't done but in the final month of the obama administration obama and john kerry signed an illegal treaty with the u.n called the kigali principles which says if the U.N. thinks the nation's out of control and they're acting irresponsibly, they can bring in the armies of 28 nations to uh, basically make the situation the way they think it should be. And that will be the basis of a civil war, and that's what Biden will do to stay and remain in power.
1: Well, but that's what, um, what's-his-face Trudeau did. He, he, it was a, maybe it was an exercise or just a precursor because his local law enforcement and his, people would not support that so he brought in i'm pretty sure and everybody's saying it he brought in military or u.n external you know hired troops to shut down their people with that protest that truckers convoy
0: no you're exactly right i've 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 said canada was a beta test for the united states
1: yeah i i think so i mean that uh, so that's what we watched and it's that's on. We're going to have on steroids, though. This is nothing compared to what we're going to watch. Well, we have experience. something
0: the Canadians don't. We're well armed. Yeah, we're well armed.
1: And everybody should be armed. There was a point in my life, and I told you that, that I wasn't. I wasn't not pro guns. It's just my dad was so big on guns, when I was growing up, he always trained everybody. He was in the NRA. He was all this stuff, and so on. it's like I don't like guns, you know, and I, I just didn't like it now that i understand i'm probably a more pro gun than he is i everyone needs to have it to protect yourself i i still don't like them they're a means to an end for me they're sitting there but i think everybody needs to have it right now for self-protection
0: when they go out to the gun range practice shooting blue helmets i'm not i'm not joking there was a drill back when they had jade helm too and i published this video I, i i obtained a video Jade Helm 2 was held in part. It was, people say, really? It went all the way to Michigan? I thought it was in the South. It was, but they had at Camp Grayling, which is a FEMA camp, a mock FEMA camp for training. And then they have military playground exercises where you can have wars. And they had two opposing armies in a war game. One was U.S. troops. You could see in the video the flag. On the backs of the non-U.S. troops were a black triangle and you couldn't make out what it said. But that is their insignia. So the US troops were fighting a mock war game with what I would assume to be UN troops at Camp Grayling in Michigan in Jade Helm 2. They've rehearsed this and in Texas in Jade Helm 2. They actually hired crisis actors and I published the ad for people to come in and play disaffected ex-american military guerrilla chieftains that was the title of the position and they paid eighteen dollars an hour for that and so they practiced against a rebellion of the american army who had gone rogue and they were fighting a guerrilla war in north carolina this last fall they had a drill in north carolina and i can't remember the name of it here and sorry robin something but it was a a long standing exercise where they practice putting down a rebellious force made up of militias in North Carolina. So the government, the Biden administration, and the Obama administration have already practiced against what they perceive to be American insurrection with some ex military support. And another thing people got to realize, and you ask about where the resistance will come from, we have in this country right now 7 million Americans of fighting age. That's a formidable resistance force.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That is very formidable. And and I will tell you, everyone says, oh, gee, the Ukrainians are all united and they're all fighting. and We have the same thing. Seven million people. And the late Paul Martin used to tell me he had a shooting range in northern Colorado. And he used to tell me, he says, oh, yeah, he says, all these guys come from miles around as far away as... 150 miles away, up and down the I-25 corridor in Colorado, they're all ex-military special ops, and he he said this is where they've chosen to settle. They all had their Lapuas and their advanced guns, and they come to my range and shoot, and I don't stop them from using the advanced automatic weapons they have. And he he said it would take almost the entire U.S. military to take these people out. So this is what we have. This is what we have in America.
1: The thing is, I think they're going to be fighting for a cause and be want they're, they're going to have more passion and emotion behind what they're fighting for than the other guys.
0: Well, they'll understand it better.
1: That's my point. Yeah. Well, clearly they're going to understand it better because the other ones who wouldn't switch sides or that wouldn't support their people yeah. don't understand it.
0: There you go. But see, here's where you're going to get the sound of marching feet, though. You're not going to get people that are going to stand up and give lectures on the new world order and why we need to fight what they're after. That's probably not going to happen. What's going to happen is you're going to organize people that are fighting for survival because they have no means to support themselves and their families are in danger. That's what's going to get people to act in mass.
1: Yeah, unfortunately.
0: They're going to be on Maslow's hierarchy when this, and their survival needs are, are at risk.
1: I hope it doesn't get to that point because that that's when we it really, it's, it's going to closer, be really... it's closer
0: than you know. I've been told by economists I've interviewed, $10 a gallon, uh, the, the economy goes to pretty close to not moving. At 12 to $15 a gallon, the econ- you may as well charge $100 because you, no one's working. No one's doing anything. Civil unrest starts. People that don't have food will be organizing to steal from those who have it. There'll be total civil unrest.
1: Well, in but Europe, they have you know, Hardly Schlinger just did a report, and he said he paid he paid in euros, but he translated almost one hundred fifty dollars to fill his gas. He goes, that makes me want to ride my bicycle. And he's right. I mean, for one hundred fifty bucks, how many people can afford to fill their gas tank for that much? That's that's not going to happen. I mean, that's going to shut down the economy. I'm surprised they're marching forward up there, that it hasn't started to really affect their economy to that point. Or they're just used to such high gas. They do have higher gas prices. Maybe people have figured out how to get around it, and there's a lot more bicycles out there. I don't know. That's in Germany.
0: No, this is, see, the build back better means you have to destroy what you have so you can build it back better. And we're in the destruction phase. See, they would say, "Oh, we want to go green energy." That's what I kept hearing from the energy secretary yesterday on CNBC. We, ha- the key to overcoming all this is green energy. Yeah, what? Ten years out? Because see, what they should have done is, if you want to translate, transfer, you know, from from uh, petroleum to let's say electric cars, you have to have the infrastructure. The cars have yeah. to be affordable. And then for people who can't afford to buy a $60,000 car, you you know, how many people can afford to buy a $60,000 car? So what ends up happening then is you have to wait for mass production to drive the price down even further. And you're looking at a decade here for this to happen. These guys are
1: idiots. I'm sorry.
0: They're idiots. What they just said is, we're leaving oil and we're going green energy. Okay, what happens in between? We just fell down the Grand Canyon and hit bottom. And that's what's happening to our economy now. We have no transition into their notion of green energy. But see, it's deliberate. America, Ronald Reagan said this, America is the last bastion of freedom. And if America falls, the globalists take over. And this is a plot by Biden. It's deliberate to bring down America. And I tell Democrats that laugh at me and I say this and I say, okay, let's play a game. Name one thing. Biden has done to help the mass of the middle class or small business. Name one thing. They can't name one thing. I haven't asked that question to anybody who can give me an answer.
1: How many people do you think are dumb enough to believe his rhetoric where he talked about how how he's going to help small businesses in his State of the Union address? People
0: vote with their pocketbook, and they see the BS right now.
1: I think so, too.
0: The Democrats are turning on him as we speak.
1: Yeah. And, and but, I but think that's the only election.
0: That's why there can't be an election.
1: Well, I, I get worried. Cause how do we have a situation where we had a coup? This was a coup. He didn't win. And so a coup. And then the guy that has a coup is systematically destroying the country. And we all have to watch it go. We all have to watch. There's, there's a, a changing of God. the guard.
0: Yeah. There's a changing of the guard. Let me give you an example on Tucker Carlson a year ago on Fox on Harris Faulkner. She had on uh, Newt Gingrich, and they were talking about uh, election, and he said, well, it was stolen. He said, George Soros, blah, blah. She cut him off. We're not talking about Soros or election fraud. She just flat cut him off. Who cut him off? Uh, Harris Faulkner, Woman in the Morning, show on Fox. Now, Tucker Carlson on Monday— had an ex—he's a retired Wisconsin Supreme Court justice who's on a committee investigating voter fraud in five Wisconsin counties—and mm-hmm. he came on on Tucker Carlson, and and said, "Well, Tucker, you know, people get uh, uh, shadow banned for this, they get uh, canceled for this, but what our committee has found is this election in Wisconsin was stolen." Yep. And this is—and this is on. This is on Fox News. And and here's why I think we're seeing a changing of the guard. Uh, the I know that the Murdoch uh, sons that are running Fox right now, they are laughed at by the New World Order. They're kind of shunned at the parties and stuff, and this is what I've heard. Yeah. And and then the people around them, you know, that work for them at Fox, they don't want to pay $10 for a gallon of gas. They don't like the direction the country is going. And I think this is internal rebellion.
1: Really? You think that there's a rebellion going on internally and that it's real?
0: So it's Paul Ryan and Obama, you know, basically trying to hold the line on Fox. But Tucker Carlson's out of control. Tucker Carlson started that piece with the Wisconsin judge, retired Supreme Court justice, by saying this. You can get canceled for saying there was election fraud, but there was. And we have a guest that's going to tell you all about it in Wisconsin. You, I wow. never thought I'd, I'd ever live to see the day this would have happened on mainstream media.
1: Uh, that's amazing. See, I won't watch Fox News because of what they did.
0: I have to see what the enemy's up to.
1: I know it's. I always say I need to, but I just I can't get myself. It's pissed me off so much, and so. But my parents do, and they're so brainwashed by it. But the other day, if they hear it on Tucker or hear it on Fox News, then they believe it, and so now they're like. Sarah, the world economic forum. I'm like, yeah, I've been talking about it for a few years. <laughs> I'm like... see, you
0: have to understand there's a realization. I think that some of the so-called elite are having because they're not as elite as they thought, as George Carlin said, there is a club out there and you're not effing in it. And, and I think that a lot of people in the media are beginning to figure out they ain't in the club and they're rebelling.
1: Yes, they're not in the club either, guys. That's great, though.
0: You have to wonder what's going to happen with Tucker Carlson, though, because he's out of control from their perspective. Now, he gave that report last night on Ukraine that we started with, but he only gave about a quarter of what I presented on your show today. Uh, What's interesting to me is I think he's only allowed to go so far. But the fact that he established the cover-up of the bio-labs and then Newland admitting they were there, that had to send the mainstream media and the elitists just over the top. I can't even imagine how upset they were when they saw this. And like I said, today we got an AP story. Oh, the Russians are going to use chemical weapons in a false flag attack. I mean, that's their cover for this.
1: Well, now let's, let's think about it. If they get pissed and they move... Tucker off their platform, all that's going to do is is move people away from their platforms. I mean, it's kind of like Joe Rogan. They were in a between a rock and a hard place. They couldn't kick them off Spotify like the rest of us because that would just move all these people off of Spotify as well. So, yeah, they
0: kicked me off of Spotify, by the way.
1: Yeah, you said that at the beginning. Well, yeah. I think that's a badge of honor. So they, they just can't do that because all it's going to do is you know is get, is break down their platforms and they can't do that. So they're kind of in between a rock and a hard place with with him and they know it. Um, and if something happens to him if he gets killed or something then he ends up being a martyr and that brings even more attention to it. I mean they don't they're probably trying to figure out what to do. And if they can't I, you know canceling it might be the best thing ever for us.
0: No, I think uh, I'm going to tell you Subtle th- things, I'll just say this. When you have Fox News and you're dominating the airwaves and your ratings are destroying your competition, why do you need a streaming service? It's an expense that you don't need. They're spending money for a market they're already dominant in. It's, it's crazy. It's like a football team that goes out and gets two first-round uh, quarterbacks in the draft. That's, that would be nuts. Well, that's what they're doing at Fox. But I thought about this the other day. I was thinking, why do they have this streaming service? And it's where they're putting a lot of their controversial um, pieces on their, their interviews. And I'm thinking, whoa, if they get shut down because of the FCC, the live stream is probably beyond the FCC's control.
1: So you think they're doing their backup? I, I also That's think...
0: their backup, exactly.
1: I also think that Fox News is still losing a lot of their audience because these other networks... keep growing. So I don't think they're as big as people. I mean, they're beating out the other guys because they're so bad. And people are realizing that MSNBC and CNN and all these guys are just liars. And they, but I do think that Fox News is still losing their audience to people like us. And it's just, uh, people like us are taking audience away from MSNBC and company as well, because we're not, I'm not necessarily aligned. I'm more of an independent, and so we're grabbing all sorts of audiences, but because I can't stand, I can't stand the rhinos. I can't stand anybody who doesn't care about this country, and I see that action behind all of them. Um, and I think the fact that they all lined up in lockstep for this war. Now Tucker Carlson didn't, but the majority of those people on all networks, Democrat, Republican, Independent, everybody lined up behind this Ukraine war for the Ukrainians against the Russians, blindly. They blind, after listening and knowing that these guys lied to us for years, the last few years, then they all blindly lined up together. To me, that was a scary thing to watch.
0: Yeah, well, it speaks to intentionality. Um, there's a mentality to enslave us, and they're circling their wagons right now. They're worried. See, the reason they're moving so fast right now is because they know the world's waking up to their nonsense.
1: Look, I would think this would wake people up quicker, or it should, but I don't know. I, I still think there's a big group of people that are more clueless than ever. And I, I don't know if we can ever re- reach them. I think, you know, it's like triage. You just let them go. And the ones who do get it, you work with that and you move on as much as you can. Because we got we have to do what we can do.
0: If um, I would say right now 3% of the population knows in a similar vein what we know. And um, I mean, they, they know how the corruption works, how the election was stolen. I think that's about 3%. I think there's 20% that understand that this government's lawless and they're bad for America and their kids have no future. And then I think there's another 40% of the country on top of that, reaching 60% in total that are extremely unhappy and they blame government for it, but it's kind of a non-directed anger. I mean, they they don't really know who to point the finger at, you know, other than maybe the president because he's the symbol of leadership. I would say all in all, there are six out of 10 Americans who are frustrated beyond belief. And then I'd say there's another 20% of crossovers. You know, a lot of them are coming from people that are black Hispanics and they're saying, I'm here to be an American and to make a living, and I want my freedom and I want to be left alone. And they see they're not being left alone, and so they're leaving the Democratic Party.
1: Well, Hispanics have crossed over. They they voted Trump. I mean, they're they're yeah, they're crossed over. They're more conservative Big than, than people realize.
0: Well, Go ahead. black people are too. Well, you look at okay, if you look at a lot of the Hispanics that came here, let's say they crossed the border, first generation, they struggle. Their kids get into schools, and the second generation, they do well. And among the Hispanics, entrepreneurship is huge, absolutely huge with that group. And they don't want democratic policies, new green deal policies if you're an entrepreneur. So Hispanics, just kind of the nature of the culture is that we go out and we have our own businesses. They're going to reject that entirely. I'm so glad to see this, by the way. This is such a positive move for the country that we have rising entrepreneurship out, out of Hispanics because it really helps us increase our chances of winning.
1: Yes, it does. And they, they were shut down and their businesses were destroyed just like everybody else's. They're not happy about that.
0: No. What a lot of people don't realize is that people like you and me and people like you and me that live in Japan, uh, that live in Russia, that live in Ukraine, we have more in common with each other yep. than, than we do with the people who rule over us. Yep. That's a fact. I identify more with a middle class person out of Japan than I do with our elected officials because our system is so corrupted. You you know, the Republicans could stop the nonsense that's going on if they wanted to. They don't want to because they're prostitutes that are funded by the same interests and they drink from the same trough as the Democrats. And that's why I have uh, mentioned the fact that I think we should think about getting rid of all incumbents in the Republican Party in the primary process.
1: I agree. I I think that's what we just have to. We just got to you aren't representing the people. You're gone.
0: Well, I think the the Republicans are starting to find this out, too. There's going to be a civil war. And I'm sorry to say it, Sarah, because I don't see the system changing to accommodate the awakening of America. See, what they'll do is they'll double down on the tyranny. Mm. There will be FEMA camps. They will send people to them. And if they try any of that kind of oppression, nonsense, the, the war will start right then.
1: Yeah, it will. I think so.
0: I mean, and, and I'll give you an example. I'll tell you the line in the sand is, can you find anyone that you've talked to that says if they go to a draft for a war in Europe that you're okay with your kids going? No one is going to let their kids go. Nobody that I talked to.
1: I wouldn't let them go, Period. End of story. My kid's not going because you guys are losers, and they're not going to fight for your BS.
0: Well, we need to use our forums, both you and myself, and and my suggestion would be we use our forums to openly express our refusal for any kind of draft.
1: Yeah, well, we have to.
0: See, Biden, Biden can't get us in the war he wants to unless he has a draft, and I've had a lot of military people tell me this. But they also recognize it's going to be problematic. People are just going to say, screw you. We're not doing it. (laughs) That would
1: be good. That's what we need to have happen. You are so interesting. We have spent almost an hour and a half talking. (laughs) This has been a fabulous conversation. Where can people follow you? I know that you're just doing gangbusters. So where can people follow you? Because they need to.
0: Um, show.com is our home, our website. That's my original baby. Um, we have a subscription TV service that's really inexpensive. We just pay for bandwidth, the TV. And uh, we're on Global Star Radio Network, Red State Talk Radio, and KYH Radio is our home radio station that we broadcast out of. Um, and we're in a lot of places, we're, we're fortunate to still have a voice, but with the Uh, impending appointment of Gigi Sohn to the FCC. Oh, my God. This woman is the epitome of a mentally ill liberal who's going to take away free speech using the FCC to do it. And she's the swing vote then. The FCC will have a three to two majority of people that don't want to let you speak.
1: Yeah, she's not a liberal. She's a Marxist nutbag. She's
0: crazy. Yeah, I mean, I saw some of her confirmation hearing. And I'm thinking, I don't even care the words that are coming out of her mouth. This woman is mentally ill. And just on that basis, I couldn't vote for her.
1: That's just amazing. We have that many mentally ill people in place. Oh, my gosh. Well, How about
0: that guy who's Assistant Secretary of Energy, and he has sex with dogs? And folks, don't cringe when I say it. It's true. (laughs) Look at the pictures that have been posted
1: with him. Oh, God.
0: Well, we you, you didn't know you didn't know this, did you?
1: No, I mean, I guess I'd prefer. <laughs> no, I don't want to prefer. Roosevelt
0: came on my show and sh- and and showed the evidence, and I've We didn't actually see anything too graphic, okay? But you wouldn't want young kids viewing this. But uh, we we saw some of some of the insinuating pictures. The the, the, the he's a, a freak, an absolute freak, um, transgender who loves dogs. I think you have to call that not transgender trans species.
1: Yeah, cuz that's not trans. I you know, I don't know what's worse doing uh, people would say it's worse to have a 10-year-old little girl that's bleeding all over the place and keep going at her like Hunter oh, Biden did. No, that's did.
0: worse. That's worse. Yeah, yeah that's worse
1: uh, but it's the same depravity. It's just ah <laughs> huh. Okay, guys. (laughs) I'm sorry, but this is a reality. This is a good note
0: to end on, okay? But this is. But people need to know. I hope no one's eating breakfast, but folks, you know, we're not. I'm not being sensational for the purpose of ratings or to be graphic or get a cheap laugh. I'm not doing it for that reason. I brought this up to show you how depraved these people are. They're not normal. They're evil people to their core.
1: And we've been trying to expose that, but at some point the stuff has to get out so that people understand, they get it. They have to get it. But okay, so commonsenseshow.com. Yeah, that's good. Common S- just start and then, there
0: and then they can find me everywhere else.
1: Sign up for your newsletter. Your newsletter is great. Gosh, you have good stuff there. So thank you so much, Dave. I really appreciate uh, taking the time with me. This has been a wonderful conversation.
0: Okay, thanks. Take care.